You're listening to Fish Food, where we present bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 25 minutes or less. Keep listening for interviews, guidance, and resources for freelancers and small businesses. And if you enjoy, rate and subscribe to let others know about the gym you found. Now, let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. Um, I'm super excited to be able to share this with you today because today's episode is dedicated to a celebration of two years of Little Fish Accounting. Um, So I want to talk a bit about how I got here and what I've learned, um, but really just to spread joy in a time of this like wild pandemic. because I know that it is quite a feat to get to a couple of years in business and be thriving. And so I'm super excited to share with you all today. Okay, so let's take a quick trip down memory lane to talk about my background. So some of you may know that I'm originally from Atlanta. Um, I went to college down there. I started my work experience down there. And I had majored in accounting after a series of changed majors um, and loved it in school, started doing it for work and kind of hated it. The same things that I loved about it when I was in school for it, the routine, um, the fact that you could always check your work, just like being able to match back to things in accounting became a very boring job when I started doing it in my professional life for corporate America. So I decided that I would go back for my MBA. I did that. I um, had a concentration in marketing, came out, got a job with a major cable company in their marketing department. And it felt like once they realized I had an accounting background, I ended up doing a lot of accounting tasks for the marketing department. So at that point, I was kind of over the job, kind of over living in Atlanta and decided that I would make a move had a friend that lived in the DMV, decided that coming to DC would be my next step. And the easiest way to get here would be via a um, government accounting job. So I got into the government um, much faster than most people do, which was kind of surprising and kind of bounced around a little bit. Never had a job longer than two years, but I was kind of moving up the ladder. So one of the agencies that I worked at was GAO. I had a coworker there. Um, That would hold me accountable. She was studying at the same time. And so we both just studied, worked, took our test um, in tandem and passed them all in the first year. And so by then I had kind of resigned myself to the fact that I was a government accountant. I would probably move up the management ladder now that I had my CPA. But there was an opportunity for me to move to the patent and trademark office, which I did. Um, And there... I was just getting restless. I was getting bored again. Um, And I didn't like the way that my work was siloed off. I had been doing some audit work for a few years. And I just wasn't really enjoying that part of my my work. I wasn't enjoying chasing people down for signatures. I knew that it was important, but I just couldn't see the impact of what I was doing. So around the same time, I start looking for new jobs. And my husband brings up that I need a hobby. He's like, it's not your job that's the problem. It's that you need something else to do. And at the same time, I had a couple of friends who were creatives and consultants and really just kind of lamenting to me their issues with the business side of things, that they didn't really want to handle their accounting, um, that they wanted to just do the work that they were doing. And so I had reached out and said, hey, I can help with that. My husband actually just told me that I needed a hobby. This would be a cool way to use what I know in a different way. 
um, a close friend of mine, Amber, said, nah, you should make a business out of this. And it's funny because I never saw myself as an entrepreneur. So I just kept saying, no, I mean, that's not for me. I'm happy to help you all out. But it kind of grew little by little. And next thing you know, I have a full-fledged firm. Um, She has a name and a website and I have clients and all of these things. But at that point, I was still planning to work, um, to work my full-time job. I often made the joke of like, do you know how much money I make? I'm not going to quit and work for myself. They give me benefits. They pay me on time every two weeks. Like, this is not how it's going to go. So... Um, that was March of 2018. Fast forward by March of 2019, I had quit my job to pursue Little Fish full time. Um, and now we are in April of 2020 celebrating two years of Little Fish being in existence and one year of me being a full time entrepreneur. So what do I want to share with you all today? Well, Really, I just want to tell you three reasons why I'm celebrating. Um, There are a lot of reasons that businesses, especially small businesses, can go under. And I feel like there are a multitude of reasons why we've been successful. But there are three in particular that I want to talk through today. The first thing I'm celebrating is my decision to stay small. When Little Fish started, it was just me. We grew to an admin and um, tax support, and now we're a team of six. So I learned a lot about hiring and firing during that time. It's never easy. It's always a rough conversation. Um, But in the meantime, I also learned a lot about trust. I've learned about how to delegate work. I've learned how to believe in my team and empower them to do things on my behalf. I've learned how to let go of some of my perfectionist tendencies of, oh my gosh, I didn't want that email to be said that way, or ooh, I wish you would have used this word or sent it at this time, which is difficult when you're used to doing something yourself. You feel like you're the one that knows how to do it the right way. And so that's been a practice for me in figuring out how to keep a good team around me without expanding too fast and also without this idea that I need 100 people around me in order to make us successful. I am committed to keeping Little Fish small, despite the naysayers who have told me that Little Fish will become big fish in due time. Um, It's really important to me that my job not be only management. I still want to have hands-on. I still want to be involved. And that gets harder to do the more people that we hire. So we'll see how much bigger we get. But I want to stay small. And one of the things that I've learned in an effort to stay small is that you have to hire well. You have to pay what it costs to have good people on your team so that you don't need so many of them. Um, I learned early on that three people kind of half-assing their job is worth a whole lot less to me than just hiring one person and paying them more to do a very good job. So if I can leave you with one lesson in that area, I would say hire well and pay well. Now, obviously, that's a privilege. It depends on what you can and can't do. But like just overall, be a good boss. Um, Doing that for a very small team is a lot different than doing it for a really large team. But I think that you carry those same lessons no matter how many people work with you in your business. 
All right. So the second thing that I'm celebrating today are my no's. Saying no has been really difficult for me. I always want to help. I always want to say yes. It's one of the reasons that I started the business. I wanted accounting to be accessible to people who might not otherwise have access to one. And that means that there need to be free and low cost options. Everything does not need to be on, be behind a paywall. But that's not sustainable. Like I can't be constantly on and do the work. And so that means I've had to say no in a variety of different ways. First, I've had to have a wait list. Um, I've had to put a hold on services because we'd reached capacity and I didn't want to take on more people and not be able to do as well for them as I had intended. Um, I also had to say no to clients who weren't a good fit which became really difficult when you have people who are, quote, famous or I have high regard or a high level of respect, mutual respect for them. I've had to say no to phone calls. It means that I can't be available for unscheduled phone calls a lot of the time because, again, it's really difficult to constantly be interrupted by phone calls and still do the work that clients are expecting from us. The other thing that I've had to say no to are podcasts, workshops, interviews, people who want me to provide expert um, guidance or information on that I've had to say no to either because of bandwidth or because it just didn't meet what the business needed at the time. But that also makes me super proud of the intention with which I've said yes to things. I have kind of made a little barometer internally to say, is this a thing that I should say yes to? Is this a thing that I should do? What do I have time to do? What can my team release me from um, so that I can perform some of these requests that people ask of me, especially when they are things that don't necessarily directly impact Little Fish, but they're opportunities for me to give guidance to people, which is always super important to me. And so as honored as I am to have been asked for a lot of these opportunities and as excited as I am to be able to say yes in a lot of ways, there is also immense pride and celebration for the ways that I've learned to say no, which I know can be super difficult. Um, You'll have to figure out for yourself what makes the most sense in terms of when you say yes to things and when you say no. But I promise weeding out some of those things just makes your life personal and business a lot easier to manage. And the third, final, and most important thing that I want to celebrate on this two-year anniversary are my clients. We have clients across all industries, makers, retailers, creatives, photographers, food service providers, all from various walks of life um, with different beginnings, but with the same common goal. You all wanted guidance to feel more comfortable with your finances, and we've been able to provide that in so many different ways. We've provided free and low-cost workshops, one-on-one services. Um, We've consulted new business owners about how to get started. We've given information to people who thought that they had basically ruin their accounting systems. Um, And we've been able to even launch things like products. Our first one being the starter kit, which is an online self-paced resource for people to be able to find out how to start their accounting system, how to build a foundation for their accounting, everything from what accounting system to choose to the business entity type you should be setting up to taxes, just all kinds of things that you wouldn't want to know from the beginning. And we've been able to serve people using all of those platforms and 
order to take away some of the fear that comes with accounting and taxes. So in addition to just being honored to have these partnerships and support other businesses, it's super exciting to be able to see the impact of small businesses nationwide and being able to at the same time fulfill our mission of making sure that that information is accessible. Um, Super excited for all the partnerships that we've had so far. I'm looking forward to what's coming down the pipeline in terms of new partnerships, new resources, new products that we can use to be able to just make sure that everybody's a little bit better off when it comes to their accounting. So yeah, this is two years of hard work, of a lot of time, a lot of effort, maybe even some tears, but we're really looking forward to where the business is headed. We're really excited about the ways in which we've been able to interact in our community, ways I never even would have imagined would come to us. And so we look forward to continuing to share that with you through the newsletter that we offer every two weeks, through our Instagram platform where we want to keep you informed and right here on this podcast, which I will keep bringing to you weekly um, in short bites to give you as much as we possibly can so that you can feel some pride, some empowerment, and again, a little less fear around your accounting and tax life. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, there's good news. We've got additional free resources for you to get clear on your small business finances. Subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter by heading to littlefishaccounting.com slash subscribe and check us out on Instagram at littlefishaccounting.